We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Let's just dive right into it this week. Let's do that. Let's do uh, The question for this week is, are the Ten Commandments in effect today? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's really... Now, do, you, do you need more than that? Well, the pers- I'll give a little bit more on it. The person who sent that particular question, their discussion had been around, they had always been taught that the Old Testament was still important and things, and so it was the, a conversation they'd had with someone else where they came down with the impression that the Old Testament was done and gone away with and you should never touch the Old Testament anymore. And so they said, but we'd always been taught that the Ten Commandments are gotcha. still important. So, so, okay. So the short answer is the Ten Commandments themselves not in effect today. Yeah, but let's give them a, an explanation. I think that's a fair okay. way to <clears throat> move forward. So the Ten Commandments are in Exodus chapter 20. <clears throat> but if you back up to Exodus 19, uh, he's talking to the children of Israel. He just brought them out of Egypt. Okay. And read me verse 5 and 6 there. All right. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. Read me that last sentence one more time. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. There you go. The Ten Commandments were given only to the people of Israel. Mm. They were never given to any other nation besides the people of Israel. If you go to Exodus 20, verse 1, read me verse 1 and 2. It says, And God spoke all these words, saying that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. All right, so before he gives the Ten Commandments to the Israelites, he said, I brought you Mm -hmm. out of the land of Egypt. Mm Mm-hmm out of the house of bondage. <clears throat> so, he's specifically speaking to Israel. Yeah. Now, it may be, and this is speculation, but okay. probably fairly good, that some of these principles that are in the Ten Commandments were also revealed by God to prophets like Noah mm-hmm. and others that came after that, maybe Jacob, maybe, you know, other people that we, Melchizedek, maybe others, Yeah. that spoke to people wherever they were, and it may be that some of these principles were passed down through um, the words of prophets in other nations. But the Ten Commandments, not just the Ten Commandments, but the Law of Moses was only given to the people of Israel. Now, let's, let's also speak a little bit here about the covenant and covenants. Okay. Um. In that passage you read in Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6, God offered a covenant to that one nation. And in Exodus 24, we've probably visited this passage many times, 
Moses had gone up the mountain and gotten all of these mm-hmm. different commands and ordinances, including the Ten Commandments, but also others as well. And in um, verse 4, it says that Moses wrote down everything the Lord had said. Right. And then he read it to the people. And if you go down to verse 7, read that one for us. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of all the people. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do and we will be obedient. So they said, God said, here's the deal and here's the stipulations of my covenant. If I'm going to bless you and take care of you and you're going to be my people. And they Mm -hmm. said, okay, deal. Everything God has said, we will do. So the old covenant, sometimes we say the Old Testament, which by the way, does not describe the 39 books before Matthew, Mm -hmm. it was an agreement between God and Israel, and the stipulations of that agreement are in the book of Exodus, the book of Leviticus, the book of Numbers, etc. So even just in this passage between Exodus 19 to 24 and everything, and even a little bit further when he's given all those different commands, we boil it down to just the 10 in chapter 20. Which is a mistake. But it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than if that. If we're talking about the whole Israelite covenant. That's right. The yeah. agreement between them and God. Yeah. Which included how to build the tabernacle, how to perform sacrifices, all of these different things. Yeah. One that got us in trouble a few weeks ago about laws of slaves and everything. Yeah. So, a I mean, lot of those. It's all in there. So the rest of this, the scriptures that come before Matthew just talk about the history of the people of Israel mainly mm-hmm. and how they did in that agreement with God. When they broke the agreement and they ignored the agreement, how God Uh, cursed them, sent their enemies on them when they kept the agreement, how God blessed them. Mm -hmm. But then um, you have passages like Jeremiah 31, verse 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. Is this, if this calls for you, (laughs) okay, never mind. I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Yeah. And so so there was a promise of a new covenant that was coming. And so that's where a lot of times we may not deal with these items, but like you said earlier, there's a lot of pieces of, even if it's just the Ten Commandments we're looking at, that are general good principles. Yes. That but might be repeated in the new covenant. Now we're cooking. Ah. These, many of these things were repeated by Jesus in his... Um, teachings, okay, and we follow them because they are consistent biblical principles that were repeated by Jesus and yeah. the apostles. Um, but even in in our understanding of what is the new covenant, yeah, see the new covenant was based on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? And it was not until after Jesus died and rose again that the new covenant could be offered to anyone Mm -hmm. in the preaching of the gospel. So nobody ever had the what we call, what the Bible calls the new covenant with Jesus until the day of Pentecost in Acts 2 when that was first offered to people in the preaching of the gospel. And so when the gospel is preached, just like God did back at Mount Sinai with the Israelites... God said, here's the deal. You submit to my son, Jesus Christ, make him your Lord and king, Mm -hmm. do what he says, and I will forgive your sins, and I will bless your life, and you'll have an eternity with me. But that's that's offered. You can either accept it or reject it. Yeah. 
Because as far as the teachings of Jesus, you know, something that often gets left out is Jesus was a Jewish man. Yes. And when he was teaching, and he says it very blatantly, he's he's never getting rid of the whole law before. Right. And usually he's going, look, this is what you've been taught and told but this is what it actually means, or this is how the direction you've taken it, this is what you should be doing with it. Right. But if you'll go, for example, to Matthew 5, mm-hmm. and let's go to verse uh, 17 and 18 and 19. Let's read that. Okay. Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So you'll notice that at this time, Jesus is admonishing everyone to keep the law of Moses and mm-hmm. keep the teachings of the prophets, yeah. which we find in the what we call the Old Testament scriptures. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But that's because until Jesus died on the cross that covenant was still in effect with the Jewish nation. Right. Okay. But let's look at a couple of passages. Let's look at um, Galatians chapter 3. Okay. This is talking about the covenant uh, of uh, God with Moses. And in Galatians 3, God has been comparing the Abrahamic covenant, which was promises of God. I will bless you. I will mm-hmm. bless all nations through you. Yeah. That's just not dependent on any man that just I will. And so that promise to Abraham and the law of Moses are being uh, compared in Galatians 3. Yeah. And he says that the promise to Abraham is not changed or nullified in any way by God adding the law of Moses for a temporary time. Mm. So he says in Galatians 3, 24, 25, read that for us. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. All right. So the purpose of the Old Testament law of Moses was to make men and women see that we're sinners and that we need a Mm. savior and that we can't be made righteous by law. So it was like a guardian over a child until the child reaches maturity. But it was only, verse 24 there says, until faith came. But now that the faith or the gospel of Christ has come, we're no longer under that guardian, Mm -hmm. which includes not just the Ten Commandments, but it includes the entire law of Moses. A couple of others here. Ephesians 2. Okay. Ephesians 2, verse 14 and 15. All righty. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both uh, has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. All right, hold right there. Uh-huh. He has made us both, that's Jew and Gentile, uh-huh. one. But he did this by breaking down the wall. Now, keep reading. What is that wall? Uh, Breaking down his flesh, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of the commandments and ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. All right. So the law of Moses is seen as a wall 
that was dividing mm. Jews, who were the only people that got the law, yeah. from all the other nations or Gentiles. But when Christ died, he broke down that wall. He abolished the yeah. law of Moses so that he might, verse 15, so that he might create Mm-hmm. In himself, in Christ, yeah. one new man, that's a Christian. Right. So making peace. So there's no longer any difference. Verse 27 or 28 says, there's no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, male oh. or female, because we're all one in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That was back in the Galatian passage? Galatians 3. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one even finishes off uh, there that he might, he did that all so he would reconcile us back to God in that one body through the cross. Right. So, so it's all people are yeah. reconciled to God in the church through the cross of Jesus. So that's where the old covenant was only for the Israelites. This new covenant of reconciliation for everybody is for everybody. That's right. So even just with that knowledge, you kind of go, well, which one would you rather live under? You know? Well, yeah. But, I mean, but again, some people say that First, everybody was under the Old Covenant. That's false. Secondly, now everybody's under the New Covenant. That's also false. Mm. Because the only people that are under the New Covenant are those that accept that covenant. Yep. Uh, according to... Um, I, don't, I don't want to take this too far in one direction, but there's one other passage I want to read, and then I want to briefly talk about what is the Old Testament to us today. So, okay. so let's look at Hebrews 9, okay. verse 16 and 17. For, excuse me, verse 15. Hebrews 9, 15. Read the little ways till I make you stop. <laughs> okay. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeemed them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. All right, so the death that occurred is Jesus' death. Right. And Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant. Now, Mm -hmm. Now, look at the next verse. Keep going. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. All right. Now, the word will is the same word as the word covenant. It's the word diatheke. Hmm. So a particular type of covenant is a will. Okay. And his point is, until the person who makes that will or covenant dies, right. it's no good. So until Jesus yeah. died, he couldn't. This new covenant or his will could not come into effect. Yeah. So it's literally talking like most people out there would be thinking of a last will and testament sort yeah. of idea. So okay. the new testament or the new covenant that Jesus makes with us is like his will. And it didn't start into effect or couldn't be offered until yeah. his death. Now, what is the what are the Hebrew scriptures yeah. to us? Um, go to 1 Corinthians. Okay where even though Paul clearly teaches that we're not under the law of Moses, there are great principles in there that are good for us. 1 Corinthians 10. Okay. And he uses stories out of the book of Numbers in that chapter to uh, teach some things to Christians that are principles about God. Mm -hmm. But if you go down to verse 11, what does he say? Verse 11, now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. All right, so 
those stories from the book of Numbers mm-hmm. happened to those people back there, he says, as examples. Mm-hmm. And they were written down, not just for the people back then, but for our instruction yeah. today. And so he says, they thought they were okay when they flirted with idolatry and they could be all right, but they got sucked into idolatry. Yeah. So today, the, the general application is, whoever thinks he stands and he can flirt with sin... Mm-hmm. Let him take heed lest he fall. My mom used to quote me that all the time. <laughs> so he doesn't quote them the laws of the law of Moses and say, do this, do this. Yeah. But he says there's some principles about sin that you can really take from that Old Testament and use them today. Yeah. And so like when we're reading through these things, whether it's the story of Moses or any of these other people, it's not necessarily that we read it and go, man, that was a great person and I should be like that person. But there are principles about God behind those stories in the way that he dealt with that person or that nation. And one of the things is that the New Testament often cites Old Testament things and draws conclusions from them. That's when we can take those things from the from the Old Testament scriptures and apply them the way the New Testament writers yeah, apply kind of, them. Kind of like the sections where it's the the hall of faith, you know, and it'll mention Abraham and right. Isaac and right. how we can be like them, so to say. Yes. Now, another thing, um, you've got also got Romans 15.4. Go real quickly to Romans 15.4. I'm just looking at our time on the tape. So. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. This really is a fundamental discussion it is. that everybody really needs. And people say, oh, I know all that. I don't think so. I think we need to go back yeah. and do this. And, and I'll just say the person who asked the question, they, they said that when they had this talk with someone else, they felt very deeply that it was confronting kind of the core of their faith. Right. So, yeah. Go Romans 15, verse 4. Okay. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scripture, we might have hope. All right, so if you go back up to verse uh, 2, he's talking Mm -hmm. about matters of opinion and how we can be selfish. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read 2 and 3 there. Uh, Let each of us please his neighbor neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written... The reproach of those who reproach you fell on me. All right. In other words, Christ went ahead and did what was difficult and which was hard for himself in order uh, for uh, us to have an example that that we should do the same thing and be unselfish. Yeah. Well, that particular passage out of the Old Testament is quoted as a principle to admonish us today. All right. Now, real quickly, Luke 24. Okay. Verse 44. And I'm sure this could generate some follow-up questions. Yeah. But in verse 44, read for us, 44 and 45. Uh, so 24, 44, and 45. Yeah. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. All right. Now, you really went fast over that part in verse 44. But everything that is written... About me. Ah. So there are things in the Old Testament that are written about 
Christ. I mean, he didn't just show up in the New Testament. No, no. I know we could spend a lot of time there. But. Well, but, but it, he didn't say the, whole, the Old Testament must be fulfilled. He said yeah. everything that is written about, about me. me. Yep. So you've got your Passover lamb in Exodus 12. Mm-hmm. But spiritually, Jesus is the lamb of God that takes away uh, mm-hmm. the sin of the world. Yeah. See, this spiritual meaning that was for us there was kind of hidden and the Messiah revealed it. Right. Uh, we have the high priest in the Old Testament who literally kills animals and and goes into the uh, Holy of Holies with blood every year. But Jesus is our high priest, mm. see? Mm-hmm. And we have uh, the temple and the tabernacle. And in the New Testament, we talk about a, a spiritual tabernacle of living stones, First Peter chapter 2. Yep. So... The things about Jesus in the Old Testament are are very applicable to us today. If the New Testament scriptures tell us that something in the Old Testament has reference to Jesus, then that's very important part of the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, for example, let me think of a good example. Um, well, we've already mentioned a couple of them. Yeah. But Isaiah fifty three. When the eunuch in Acts 8 is reading Isaiah 53, one of the uh, prophets, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The eunuch says, tell me, who is the prophet speaking about here? Is it himself or some other? And Philip opened his mouth and beginning from that same scripture, the book of Isaiah. began to speak unto him Jesus. He preached (laughs) unto him Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the New Testament church preached Jesus to people by using the Old Testament. Yeah. Okay, so so the the scriptures of the law and the prophets have principles and symbols and everything that we can use today. Yeah. But we are not under. amenable or under the Ten Commandments unless yeah. they've been repeated. The one that always gets us is the Sabbath. Sunday's not the Sabbath. Oh, we don't yeah. recognize Saturday anymore. We just Sunday. did a video on that, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's so. probably enough. But at least we kind of understand a little better... What is the Old Covenant? What is the New Covenant? When was the Old Covenant discarded? When could God offer the New Covenant? Yeah. Well, I think that covers the initial question, but then a little bit more of those principles behind it. So. Yeah, and there could be some questions that are that arise out of this. Um, yeah. Yesterday in one of my classes, we were having a discussion about, well, if everybody's not under the New Covenant today unless they accept it. Mm-hmm then what's the standard for those people out there? Oh, and that's for that another is, I was going to say, that video. is a whole other discussion. Another video. <laughs> well, thanks for that question about the Ten Commandments, and thanks, Dan, for helping us walk through that. And as always, any questions you've got, send them our way. Comment in the videos and different share things back and forth. We always enjoy uh, having some conversations with those of you who are engaged with this ministry, basically. Mm-hmm. So... Thanks again. Have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.